Welcome back to another episode of the Executive Code Podcast. And believe it or not, this episode is episode number 100. So it's been a while since we actually started a podcast. As you can see, we do a weekly podcast. And actually achieving 100 episodes means that we've been doing it for over two years, which is an absolutely amazing achievement. And I'm delighted that we have Nicole here as well to help us support us and get us the information out to you, the listener, and to a much, much wider audience. So I'm personally celebrating the fact that we're recording our 100th episode. And if you want to support us in that way, by all means, what would be a brilliant thing to do would be to go over to your favorite podcast channel and leave a review or give us a five-star rating. It will help to reach more and more people. So I'm delighted that we've actually reached this milestone and long may we continue. So what have we got for us this week in terms of questions, Nicole? So why do some people collect seemingly useless items and then are unwilling to let go of them, even if their house or workspace becomes filled with clutter? And then why do others adopt a minimalist lifestyle? Okay, well, there's there's a multitude of reasons why people will actually collect longings and then why other people don't collect longings. I suppose there, there's, for, for me, there's kind of two strands as, as people go through life. And think of it from the point of view of, when we're going through life, we go through different stages. And what I mean by that is, so you might start off as a child and therefore you're going to collect different things. You're going to collect your, your toys and what you want to play with. And then you move into college and most people will maybe either move into university or they'll go straight into employment or whatever it be. And then they start to develop in their career. Then they'll move into, once they've gotten to a particular point and they're driving their career forward, they may want to either start a family or find a partner and then they move into retirement. And then what happens is we get to the ripe old age and we start losing people around us. And then eventually we die ourselves. So they're there for one better word. That's the cradle of the grave of all the different stages of, of life that people typically go through. But each stage will drive different desires of what we want at each stage. So when you're going through as a child, as I said, you know, you may want to collect toys. When you're going through, you know, your university or going through college, you may want to collect friends, meaning bring a much wider circle of friendships in around you. When you want to develop a family, perhaps you may want to bring different things into your home in order to be more comfortable as a family. So, you know, whether you're having kids or whether you're having a spouse or a partner or whatever, there's different things that you'll you'll buy as, as part of building a, a family from 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 that perspective so each stage will actually drive different desires or different motivations in terms of the belongings that we have but then there's also the different states of being now i described on a previous episode one of the earlier episodes whereby we go through multiple state states of being and i've identified 12 different states of being and i outlined five of those states in that particular episode. And just so for, for people to recap, those five states are the state of despair, hope, belief, knowing, and mastery. So we can go through each one of those states at different periods in our life, but at different times, meaning you can get an individual going through each of those states, you know, within a week or within a month or within a year. It's not necessarily in line with the different stages that you go through in life. 
your different your different states of being are very very different it's how you evolve as a human being or how you evolve from from a personal development perspective or from a personal mastery perspective so you go through each one of those different states now each state has a different focus or a different inner desire of what it is that it wants and therefore that will also dictate what are the belongings or what are the kind of activities that an individual will actually get involved in so let, let me explain that. When you're in the state of belief, you're more concerned about ego. You're more concerned about, and again, it's people's definition of ego. It's people's understanding of what ego means. I have a very different definition of what ego is. So, but when you're in the state of belief, people are more involved or more concerned around their ego or their personality or themselves, meaning it's primarily that state is all about self. When you move into a state of knowing, you're moving into a state of absolutely, truly understanding who you are wh or what you are. It's all about the I am, meaning the knowing of who I am. And therefore, it now moves to, even though it's understanding who I am, but it's also more about the others, meaning other people. So think of it from the point of view of when you're in a state of belief, it's about self. When you're in a state of knowing, it's about others. When you're in a state of belief, it's all about stuff. So if you think of your personality, think of ego, think of it from that perspective, it's all about collecting stuff. Whereas in a state of knowing, it's about fulfillment in serving others. It's very, very different. So you're more looking to serve other people in what it is that you do in line with your purpose, as opposed to when you're in a state of belief, you want to accumulate things. Hence the reason why a lot of people will you know, collect cars or paintings or clothes or jewelry or houses, or whatever it might be, even partners for that matter. So when you're in a state of belief, it's all about collecting stuff. When you're in a state of belief, it's about accumulating. Because ultimately what you're doing is you're attached to what it is that those items actually provide for you. Whereas when you're in a state of knowing, less is more. Because it's all about non-attachment. You no longer have any attachment to anything as such, meaning the belongings that you would normally have, you've no attachment to them because you've moved into a much, much different state. It's a very, very different state of being. So therefore, when you're not attached, which then trickles into everything else in terms of where you want to manifest or where you want to bring something into, into your life, as soon as some people get, get attached to something, well, then ultimately what they're doing is they're going to repel what it is that they want to bring into your life. So in a state of knowing, it's very, very different to being in a state of belief. Belief is about serving self. Whereas knowing is about serving others. Now, it's not about being a servant. That's not what it's about. It's about being of service to others. And think, so a phrase that I use when working with clients is, what you do for yourself, you do for others. And there's a very, very deep meaning and a very, very deep understanding of that phrase, which I explain to clients. So what you want to understand is when you're moving into a state of knowing and you're living and you're fulfilling your purpose, you're moving to a point whereby Whatever you do for yourself, you do for others. Because ultimately what you want to do is you want to serve others. Now, I can get into the biblical side of things of how that's all really connected and all the kinds of things, but that's a much, much deeper deeper conversation altogether. So a lot of it will actually be down to what are the state you're actually in life, meaning as of what I said earlier on, where you're moving from being a child into going to college, going to university. So, so part of it is to do with the stage that you're in life but also then primarily it's around the state of being as well. And that's where you'll find that, you know, minimalists 
will be going from the perspective of less is more because they actually get from the perspective of that actually it's not about being attached to belongings or the things that are in their life. It's more about what it is that we are here as human beings. Now, are there extremes? There absolutely are extremes. It's about equilibrium. That's where the genius pendulum comes in. It's all about equilibrium. So that would just maybe just give it an understanding of what's actually going on when it comes to belongings and understand belongings are, are kind of memories. So where a lot of people right now at the moment is they'll, they'll take a lot of photographs and they'll have them on their phone. But the, those photographs trigger memories. They trigger experiences. Just as much our belongings can absolutely trigger a memory or a moment in our life that is important to us or represents something. So we will, we will gather belongings from that perspective as well because we get the joy from actually seeing the, whether it be a photograph or whether it be an object. So there, there's a lot of reasons why we will actually gather belongings, but they're really kind of the, the fundamental understanding of what's actually happening and where you'll get a lot of people maybe going through life, but they'll get to, and it doesn't matter, age makes no difference when it comes to the state of being. So you can go to a particular state of being and all of a sudden you'll start to get rid of a lot of the things that you've, got, you've gathered over the years. So it's not necessarily that you do it when you get to retirement. It's, a, it's down to literally your state of being at whatever point in your life that is. And obviously we want to avoid the extreme hoarding that we might see on reality TV, but also on the other end of the spectrum, we don't all have to only have say 20 items we own and, and live off, live our lives, you know, just having 20 things yeah. or, or even be, or even be like Marie Kondo, who's known for the method of getting people to hold, you know, an item they own in their hand and then asking themselves if the item sparks joy. And then if it's the, if the answer is yes, then they should keep it. If it's no, then, you know, toss it out. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's two things. One is there, there's a lot to be said with what, um, what she put forward in terms of, picking up an item and seeing whether it does actually bring you joy. Absolutely, there, there, there is a lot to be said from, from, from that perspective. However, on the other side, where you know there, there is a lot of teachings out there in terms of, well, just have 20 items and live with those 20 items, that's going to the extreme. And what you'll find is that a lot of people will follow trends that actually happen in, in you know around the world, or they'll follow from the perspective of, well, you know, when when you wake up in the morning, you wake up at a particular hour in the morning and you get into a routine of doing certain activities, whether it be journaling, whether it be reading, whether it be doing exercises on. And before they know it, they, they've, they've literally spent, they're, they're getting up, at, you know, whether it be, you know, what I say crazy hour, it might be four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning in order to squeeze in all the activities that are being put forward. But a lot of people, they, they'll do it from the perspective of, well, that's what they think will actually bring them what it is that they're looking for. And therefore, they're following a routine. And by following a routine, you're doing, it, you're doing the activities in rote, as opposed to actually fundamentally understanding why you would need to do particular activities, how you do the different activities, and what it is that you're going to get from doing the different activities. So where a lot of people would, would get rid of a lot of things or a lot of clutter or a lot of items out of their life, because they're following a particular teaching or a particular um, book or whatever it be, that's where you can actually go to the extreme without absolutely fully understanding why you would do it in the first place. So it's 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 an important subject. So it's it's about why and understanding what why you're doing it and the reasons or the benefits of doing it. 
Now, are there benefits which getting rid of stuff out of your life in terms of belongings? Yeah, there is, but there's also drawbacks. It's a law of duality. <laughs> so there's benefits and drawbacks for removing things out of your life, just as much as there's benefits and drawbacks for having a lot of stuff in your life. For the other people that you, you refer to the, the reality show in terms of people that would hoard items, typically what you'll find is that there's been a trauma in their life. And now because of that trauma, they're associated or unconsciously have associated that trauma with a particular item. And therefore what you'll find is they'll collect a certain type of item and then they start to hoard. But that's ultimately trickles back to a trauma that happened in their life. And therefore they haven't gotten over that particular trauma. And they see literally those belongings as a way of, how would I say, to, to help get over that trauma, not get over the trauma, but to help ease the pain that they feel from the original trauma. So there's two different extremes. And I see a bunch of items behind you and quite a few of them are aviation related. I can't tell if the books are about flying, but I think you can <laughs> tell, you know, Zoom background, <laughs> what they, what they, you might be able to tell from a person's Zoom background, what they derive uh, joy from, which in your case would be, would be aviation, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So so I, I would have different photographs of my trips to, say, Cambodia or to Kenya. I'd have, um, you know, different uh, photographs, again, of me jumping out of an airplane. So each photograph or each item that I would have absolutely is connected to something that is, it, it, you know, to make take Marie Kondo, sparks joy every single time I see it. Um, so I'm, I'm connected with the object. So for me to, to walk into my office and, and see those items, that's bringing me joy. And because it's, it's it, there are things that I absolutely love to do. And I don't know if you can tell from my my background that I'm a minimalist, or at least I consider myself to be a minimalist. You know, because since I started moving to different cities quite often for different jobs here in the U.S., I've been very conscious about not collecting stuff I don't really need. And yeah. actually, everything I own here in the U.S. at least can fit in my car because that's how I move around. That's the most efficient way of moving around to exactly. a different city. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think I, when I once I start staying in one place, you know, for a little longer, maybe like at least a couple of years, I'll probably, I know I'll probably start collecting, collecting more things just because, you know, there's less of that consciousness to, to not be collecting things that I don't need. Yeah. And it, 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 it suits, it suits your lifestyle right now at the moment. And it also suits the career that you're pursuing, which is flying. So, you know, you may not be located in one particular location for a longer period of time. So it, it suits where you are in your stage of life right now at the moment. Yeah, when you're traveling for a profession, you definitely want to be traveling light, you know, yeah. <laughs> at least for the time being. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that, that's what happens when it comes to our belongings. Um, maybe just for to get a deeper understanding of why do we actually collect particular belongings and different stages in our life, but also at the different states of being. So um, if you want to find out more, head over to paulwilliamdavis.com and join our community, access all the other resources that are available. Um, but until next time, I wish you every success.